It's Monday, September 25th, and you're tuned into the Cleveland Baseball Talk podcast. I'm Joe Noga, joined by Paul Hoynes. The Guardians split a four-game series uh, with the Baltimore Orioles, the playoff-bound Baltimore Orioles, uh, winning the first two at home and then losing on Saturday and Sunday. Uh, big news from the weekend, I guess, uh, one of the big takeaways, and we'll get to uh, it, we'll get more in depth on uh, Tristan McKenzie and Shane Bieber's returns uh, after uh, extended injury uh, absences. But uh, the the Guardians uh, got them back, uh, got them uh, on the mound and then off the mound healthy. Uh, and that's a, a big step for both guys. Uh, we're going to get more in-depth on that uh, towards the second half of this podcast. But, you know, just to, to see how this series sort of started off, uh, gangbusters for the, the Guardians. They, they, they came out hot and then over the last two games just sort of fizzled. They ran into to a, a couple of hot pitchers for... Baltimore in in John Means and Kyle Gibson, uh, you know both of them pretty much had their way with the Guardians lineup. Uh, went uh, worked them over and uh, Means, you know, took a, a no hitter into the eighth inning. Uh, just uh, you know th- their ability to uh, silence Cleveland's batting order, uh, you know, pretty easily that uh, in both of those games uh, really uh, is something that stood out from the weekend. Yeah, definitely, Joe. After, you know, they lose three, you know, they get swept in Kansas City. They come home. They win the first two against Baltimore, a team that's, you know, like you said, playoff bound. And then uh, the offense just goes dark in the, you know, Saturday and Sunday's losses. If not for uh, Andre Jimenez on Saturday, they they get no hit, right? Yeah, for the second time this year, uh, Jimenez. Uh, you know, and, and we can talk about Jimenez's all around game, uh, you know, just from this this past series, uh, not only at the plate where he's he's really surging in September, uh, but uh, defensively, uh, again, I, in both games over the weekend, uh, just turned in some spectacular defense. And uh, now I, I would I have to think that he's uh, the leading candidate for uh, a gold glove in the American League. At central uh, at second base, and if not uh, a platinum glove uh, at some point, uh, you know a, a contender for that that award uh, as the the top defender in the AL. Yeah, he's made it look easy too, Joe, and he looks like you know he's on a hot streak uh, defensively. You know, I guess you know I guess defenders get hot, just you know like hitters get hot at the plate, and he has just been a joy to watch. And you know he does it so effortlessly. You know, he, he it's all like He's he's never out of step. And, you know, that one play he made Sunday, uh, you know, that leaping catch late in the game, you know, he's smiling, you know, he's smiling when he makes it after he made it. So uh, it's really fun to watch. Well, and and Tito said after the game, he he agreed with a reporter who said it's almost like he's getting better and better uh, defensively, even though, you know, he he was the the, the top defensive short uh, second baseman. Uh, last season, it, he's actually improved, and, and it looks like he's getting better uh, as as the season goes on. Uh, that's hard to do uh, at the level that he's playing at, and yet uh, each night he comes out and does something that that sort of makes you shake your head and go, "Wow, uh, these are you know these these guys are uh, the best at what they do every day." Yeah, and you know I was talking to Tito earlier in the season about that, and he said he thought it took Andres 
you know, a little, a little bit of time, an adjustment period because of the, you know, the no shift rules. And he had to, uh, kind of relearn the angles on the infield. Not, I'm not sure, quite sure what he was talking about, but maybe that's why we've seen him, you know, get more and more comfortable, uh, you know, just with, you know, he can't with, with, you know, the rules against shifting now, you got to stay on, you know, the, your, your side of second base. And, uh, but he just looks, he looks, uh, I mean, he looks so fluid out there. It's a joy to watch. Yeah, not only do you have to stay on your side of second base, but you also uh, can't drop into short right field. You have to have your feet in the dirt on the uh, the infield, and that you know that might have something to do with the angles that he takes to balls and and his ability to to stop and dive. We saw him a couple of times uh, dive full extension and make some plays uh, to his backhand side uh, this this weekend. So uh, again. Just uh, a lot of fun to watch and, you know, uh, uh, certainly a bright spot uh, as as the Guardians, uh, you know, Thursday night it looked like, uh, you know, they were you're, you're going to hit the ball maybe a little bit. They, they win five to two. And then Friday they come out, uh, give away a lead late. You know, stop me if you heard this one before. Emmanuel Classe couldn't hold on to a one run lead in the ninth. Uh, but then uh, they they turn it around and, and David Fry gets a, a walk off double. Uh, th- this guy's had a, a really interesting season, uh, David Fry, in terms of just his you know carving out a spot for himself on this club and you know proving his value. Uh, he might not be you know the the best catching option. He might not be the best first base or third base or right field option, but he plays all those positions and he gives you a chance to win when he's in there. Yeah, he is, uh, you know, like he is, like you said, he's, he's made a spot for himself either on this team or somewhere else, Joe. He's, he's made himself a valuable, you know, 24, 25th, 26 guy on a ball club. You know, it's going to be interesting to see just where he fits next year. Um, you know, under the new manager and, you know, the new coaching staff and, but I think, uh, you know, he's he's really helped himself as far as, you know, establishing himself in, a, in an important role in, as a big league player. Yeah, it's a it's a position that a lot of uh, you know, there there's a, a handful of guys on this roster who uh, are, are demonstrating value, not just to the club right now, but, you know, to whoever's watching and whoever will become the next manager and, and you know, coaching staff and, and, you know, the people in charge and people who decide who gets to play next year. And, uh, you know, it's not, it's not just having to impress Tito anymore. It's, it's having to impress whoever's, uh, you know, coming behind him. So, uh, you know, Fry, I, I think should be a guy who, who gets, uh, you know, strong consideration for a roster spot next year, uh, because of his versatility and his ability to, and, and really the, the comfort level that some of these pitchers have shown with him, uh, to be be able to come in there and 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 catch him or catch them uh, at, at different points throughout this season, uh, you know I wanted to mention Friday's game uh, in in particular. It, it just uh, really stood out in terms of the, the the circus atmosphere that was was around. It was it was Kid Cudi Day at the ballpark, and and I know uh, Hoinsey, you're not very familiar with Kid <laughs> Cudi or his music, but. Uh, Kid Cudi, a, uh, a rapper, a hip hop artist, actor, uh, from, uh, Cleveland. Uh, he went to, to Shaker Heights. He uh, did some time at Solon, uh, and, and now, 
you know, he comes back. He's a, uh, you know, sort of a, a this rap mogul, a, a really odd personality. Uh, he was there to throw out a first pitch, and they were celebrating uh, his album release, which will, will happen in, I, I believe, in January is when the album comes out. But uh, Tito was asked about, uh, you know, having him in the ballpark and, you know, the, the Kid Cudi circus coming to town, and, and Tito didn't know anything about him. But uh, it was it was just interesting to see how uh, everybody in the the whole the whole operation of the, the ballpark sort of focused on uh, this guy's music. And, uh, you know, I don't know if it had anything to do with baseball, but it was certainly fun to watch. What, what was his what was his uh, form like on the first pitch, Joe? Uh, it was one of the in terms of the ones that we've seen this year, uh, Travis Kelsey uh, was was pretty bad. I mean, he zipped one to the to the backstop. Uh, Kid Cuddy's didn't even make it about uh, 50 feet and it was wide left. It was it bounced in there uh, reminiscent of the the 50 cent, uh, the rapper who, who threw a first pitch at the uh, at a Mets game and and you know sort of hooked it to the left uh but the guy came out there in in a full uh uniform with pants and high socks and i mean he was dressed like a ball player uh, it was funny he was sitting in the uh the dugout uh, prior to the game and he was talking to Xavier Curry and the two of them were just sort of you know meeting each other and getting along and and this is how uh it struck me this is how a rapper uh you know thinks the world revolves around him uh, he, he looked at, uh, Curry and, you know, as honestly looked at him and said, you know, Hey, you have to get me in here, uh, in the dugout with you guys during the game. I want to sit on the bench and, and hang out here, you know, while the game's going on. And we all kind of looked at each other, like, does he really expect that, that he can just snap his fingers and, and sit on the bench? And that's, uh, you know, something that he can do. And, uh, you, you, you Obviously, he did not get to do that. There's, uh, you know, Major League Baseball rules against things like that. But uh, the expectation that he could just say, hey, I want to sit on the bench and, and they could make that happen for him, uh, I think uh, tells you all you need to know about, uh, you know, the rapper and uh, the rapper lifestyle, I guess, uh, as uh, as as it showed up at the ballpark on Friday. Joe, uh, Pat Corrales told me a long time ago, ball players want to be singers and singers want to be ball players. Well, I'll tell you, it's 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 funny because then you go, you look at this weekend, and uh, I mentioned Travis Kelsey, who who was there, uh, the football player with the Kansas City Chiefs, the, the Super Bowl champion tight end from Cleveland Heights High School, and. Uh, you know, he's sitting there, you know, playing his game in, in Kansas City yesterday. And Taylor Swift is in the is in his suite with his mother watching the game. And the two of them now are apparently uh, an item. And, uh, you know, Travis Kelsey was o- the opening day uh, ceremonial first pitch uh, in, for the Guardians. Uh, it's just too many connect the dots. It's too. How, how can we get Travis Kelsey and Taylor Swift? to the ballpark next season for uh, a Guardians game because that yes. would be, you know, the ultimate circus of all time. Yeah, I think I think Travis Kelsey might be a little over his skis. What do you think? Yeah, it, it's <laughs> you don't you don't want I, I, what's what's the phrase that they say? You don't want you don't want this smoke. I, I think uh, Travis Kelsey is does not understand how deep that is. Uh, it, it's something to get into. Uh, you, you just you don't want all that smoke. I don't think, uh, especially. <laughs> when things go bad and she's writing songs about you dropping passes <laughs> in the end zone. Uh, 
could be a bad thing. But, on, uh, you know, even more connect the dots, that same night, Friday night, uh, Paul Sidoti, who's, uh, you know, pretty pretty well known around here uh, in, in music circles, uh, is the, the lead guitarist for Taylor Swift. He's been her lead guitarist on tour uh, since 2009, since the Fearless tour. Uh, don't ask me how I know that. <laughs> and and he he actually performed the national anthem uh, on his guitar uh, on Friday night before the game and throughout a, a first pitch of his own. I think he threw uh, he he played the national anthem at the Browns game yesterday as well. So uh, again, just super interesting. Uh, this is a guy who you know he's he's from Strongsville and he's touring the world with with Taylor Swift uh, and and playing you know on the the Eras tour, which is you know, probably, you know, one of the biggest and most successful tours of all time. Uh, and, and he was there. Super nice guy. Everybody uh, around the Guardians knew him, uh, you know, from from all sorts of things. And uh, he actually uh, hooked Terry Francona up with tickets to the opening of the Eras Tour, the hottest ticket all summer long. Everybody wants Taylor Swift tickets to this this tour. Uh, Sidoti actually helped Tito get tickets for his grandkids. Uh, oh to gosh. go to the uh, back in spring training because that's where the uh, the the Ares tour kicked off in in Phoenix, uh, and and you know he helped him get tickets for that. That was uh, and, and Tito was very thankful, very appreciative. Uh, I believe his his granddaughter was seven years old and got all dressed up and sparkly outfit and went and and had a great time. And and Tito mentioned uh, in his pregame on on Friday that uh, you know Sidoti was uh, you know nice enough to do something like that. So. Uh, just a, a a real circus atmosphere on Friday, and then you get this uh, this strange walk off from uh, from David Fry, and it, it it turned out to be a a, a really uh, great start to the weekend. It just uh, it didn't finish that way, I think, uh, for the Guardians. Joe was was the uh, the national anthem Hendrix like or what? Oh yeah, it was very oh, much. Yeah? It was very. I, I actually on on the way into the ballpark uh, a couple hours before the game. Uh, he was practicing. He was warming up, and you could hear it. Uh, he was he was rocking it out like just like Jimi Hendrix, the same same sort of uh, sound, and and uh, it was it was pretty cool when he when he went and did it. I took a video of it and posted it, and a lot of people. Uh, you, you put Taylor Swift guitarist in the in the headline for a video, and, and a lot of people tend to click on it. So I uh, was real happy about that. I uh, want to remind our users about Subtext, our subscription texting service. We're getting to the point right now uh, where an announcements are going to be imminent in terms of uh, retirements and coaching staff changes and uh, the end of the season and roster moves. Uh, and, and then we're going to have a, a manager search uh, after that. Uh, so you want to be a part of our, our Cleveland.com Subtext uh, for the Guardians. Uh, it's $3.99 a month. Uh, to sign up, uh, you can go to cleveland.com slash subtext or send a message to 216-208-4346 to sign up. Hoinsey, uh, we talked, uh, mentioned it briefly at the beginning of the podcast, but uh, uh, Saturday or Friday and Sunday, uh, the Guardians uh, saw the returns of Shane Bieber and Tristan McKenzie uh, back on the mound at Progressive Field. Uh, McKenzie's start on Sunday, probably his last at home of the season. Uh, Bieber's going to get one more start on Wednesday. Uh, the, the big deal here wasn't the result of either game. 
uh, but more that, you know, both guys walked off the mound, walked into the press interview room afterwards and said, you know, I feel healthy. My arm feels good. And that's what the, the Guardians were looking for uh, in terms of, uh, you know, getting out of those starts, uh, you know, this past series. Yeah, you know, Bieber goes five innings, Joe, you know, uh, six hits, five er five runs, four earned, five strikeouts, one walk, 81 pitches. That was his first start since July 9th. Um, you know, I didn't see it, but, Joe, it sounded like he looked a lot. He looked a lot more, I guess, in control on the mound than, than Tristan did yesterday. Yeah, I, I that looked like, uh, you know, a guy who's recovered from an injury and is ready to go out there and, you know, improve and, uh, you know, get himself back. Like if this were July, I, I would say he's ready for a, a good second half of the season uh, from that point on. Uh, he, he I would expect him to come out uh, if he's still feeling, you know, the same way in his next start uh, to look more like Shane Bieber to steal a phrase from from Terry Francona. Uh, he, he, he was in, he was able to command his pitches. Uh, the velo was about what it had been, you know, prior to the injury. So you're not really worried about that there. Uh, I just got a, a, a much better feeling, uh, about Bieber a after that, that start than I did, uh, Tristan who just looked, you know, completely out of sync and completely off kilter, uh, with his delivery and his ability to command his, his uh his fastball first of all but none of his secondary he only threw uh 10 off speed pitches 10 breaking pitches uh total out of his 52 and you know his command just was not there there was no feel at all uh and and the the Orioles knew that all they, they didn't even have to take the bat off their, their shoulder uh they they drew six walks in that outing only lasted an inning and in, in two thirds I I you know a lot of concern and sort of red flags uh, still in my mind about Tristan, yeah. who it, it feels like, you know, Bieber gets through his start and you're you're looking at him, uh, you know, as sort of hopeful that he can get stronger and improve. Tristan, he gets through his his start and you're, you're wondering, you know, when something's going to go haywire and snap and he's going to be shut down after that. Yeah, Joe, I, I, what do you think? Do you think they start him again? I after that, I don't know. I don't know if you, you run him out there again. You know, maybe you don't, but I, I mean, you know, maybe maybe they would. But, boy, I, I don't know. I, that's well, that's really, it's going to be interesting to watch. Well, if you don't, your options are, you know, aren't all that, uh, you know, great. You've got, uh, you know, got Lucas Giolito and Bieber are scheduled to be the starters for the, the Red Series. And then you've got to fill three more starts uh, through the end of the season. Uh uh, you've got Cal Quantrill, who only went four innings in his last start, uh, but threw a lot of pitches. Uh, and I, I believe Gavin Williams is still active. They've they've shut down Logan Allen and uh, uh, Tanner Bybee. Both of them are on the injured list. Uh, and Hunter Gaddis made a start, uh, you know, in this series. So what's uh, in, in the, the Baltimore series? So, you know, what are your options there if if you don't start Tristan McKenzie? Uh, in one of the three games in Detroit next weekend. Yeah, and, and the AAA season is over, right? I mean, right. Uh, so uh, yeah, that's uh, they're, they're, I guess you got to run them back out there, but boy, I'd be very, very careful with them. Well, and and the bullpen got kind of worn out. I don't think uh, <laughs> this was a team that needed an off day, and they, they're getting two of them this week. So 
you know, pretty good timing there uh, for that to happen. Uh, the the bullpen was was pretty worn out by the end of that Baltimore series. Uh, but yeah, I I think just for for Tristan's confidence and his mental state, I think he needs at least one more chance to go back out there. If his if his arm is feeling good, then you know give him the ball one more time to see if he can get through Detroit's lineup uh, and and not uh, not walk six batters. Uh, it, that that could be a, a positive thing. But uh, you know really just sort of uh, looking forward to to Beaver's start on Wednesday. That's going to be a uh, an interesting night at the ballpark because, as you know, uh, the the announcement hasn't been made yet, but it's going to be Terry Francona's last home game uh, as manager of the Guardians. They're giving away T-shirts. They're going to do a video tribute. Uh, everything is there except for the announcement that, yes, he's definitely retiring, but we're expecting that to come sometime within a week after that. Oh, yeah, this is this is a done deal, Joe. You know, this is a done deal. I, I like the fact of what they're going to hand out 20,000 T-shirts that say uh, thank you, Tito, on them. Uh, you know, I'm, I, it'll be interesting to see how many fans come out. And, uh, you know, it's it's, a, it's an important series, you know, not only for that fact, but for Cincinnati, uh, the Reds are still in this thing. They're still, what, two and a half games out of the wild card. So, you know, they'll, they'll be playing for something there. This is a... This isn't going to be, uh, you know, they're, they're not on the, uh, you know, uh, the Tito farewell tour. They're trying to get to the postseason. So, you know, we're going to, you know, they're going to be ready. And uh, so the uh, the Guardians should be ready, better be ready as well. Yeah, I mean, it, it gives you something to, to sort of play for, because now uh, for just the second time in Tito's tenure, uh, you know, they have a losing season. They can't avoid that. They've lost uh, 83 games. And uh they they're they've been out of the the playoff picture for for more than a week now so uh i i just think uh this is something that you sort of you circle it and you say hey uh you know you're you're familiar with the reds you you see them all the time because you train with them and your your uh your spring training facilities are, are close and you share the ballpark there uh familiarity breeds contempt i think uh they could use a little contempt in this series coming up and and use something to to have that fire to go out there and 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 win uh, two games and maybe uh, play spoiler for the red season, uh, you never know. Uh, also, Will Benson, uh, former uh, Guardians outfielder, uh, coming back to, uh, to the ballpark for the first time, uh, so it should be interesting to see that. We'll, we'll get our first chance to see uh, Ellie De La Cruz uh, and and the young players that that the Reds have uh, that have been so exciting this year. Uh, I think it should be fun to watch that that series uh, coming up and. Uh, we'll get more into previewing uh, uh, that uh, on tomorrow's podcast. Uh, Hoinsie, we'll, uh, we'll catch up with you again uh, on Tuesday on the Cleveland Baseball Talk podcast. Talk to you then. Good deal, Joe.